Hi, I am Lauren, and I am a compulsive overeater. Hi, Lauren. Hi. I want to thank my co-secretary for asking me to speak today. And let's talk about let's talk about why I'm here. Why am I here? There's why am I here today? Why am I why am I in Overeaters Anonymous? I my my the quick qualification with the numbers and the time and this and that stuff is I've been in program for uh, over 12 years. And, oh, well, right now I've been abstinence for a little over two years, so that's definitely its own story. Oh, thanks. Um, I wouldn't, I don't know, uh, I guess, actually, there's no way. It's so funny, I kind of want to say that abs- uh, that uh, relapse is um, the reason why I got down to a healthy body weight for the first time in my life, but I, I don't. Uh, whatever I don't know it just all happened I'm here so uh, it, but it, uh, unbelievably part of my story and I'm still here so I'm really good and so 12 years right now I am down uh, 90 pounds from when I came in and um, it used to be a little over a hundred so to be honest about that and I'm working my way to get back there I have pictures of when I came in this these are literally like six months before I came into the program. You don't want to study those? Sorry. <laughs> um, sorry, I'm, I'm going off the rails. Um, and, yeah, so I think a lot about, um, I think a lot about unmanageability. You know, I'm going through the, I'm going through the steps again and um, thinking about my life being unmanageable. Sometimes I feel like one of the things that, keeps my head in the food is the fact that my life was, you know, manageable in the way my life was unmanageable, which was not financially, it wasn't work-wise, it wasn't necessarily relationship-wise. I had really good, uh, amazing friends, good relationship with my family. Um, I'm still working on the the romantic relationship thing, but um, but for me the unmanageability was uh, in in my head, the way I talk to myself, um, and just being a just kind of being obsessive about everything and being obsessive about being unhappy and about and being obsessive about how I thought I was doing everything wrong all the time even though I obviously was not I was doing tons of things right but it's just these messages over and over and over and over and over in my head that I'm still still working through but I am able to oh my god I have a whole different I want to use this phrase that I hate thought life now thought life and thought leader I do not know why those exist but um, sometimes they work so my thought life the life in my head because my, my thoughts do seem to have a life of their own and I am able to I'm able to see that now I just for the quick um, what it was like growing up I consider it um, not super interesting um, divorce alcoholism wanting to be perfect and um, be good, don't want anything to happen because of me. It's just like, that's another amazing thing in my head where I think everything is about me and everything has to do with me. Even just yesterday, what was it? 
Oh my God, you guys! I belong to this other group of. I belong to this, the group where a group where you practice public speaking, and there are like a handful. I've been in that group for a little over a year. There are a handful of people in that group that had been there a really long time and now they're not coming anymore. Lovely people, I like them, they seem to like me. I swear to God, I think it's because of me. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they are not coming to that meeting anymore because I'm annoying. And I mean, I just, and it's, it's, I'm still grateful that I can see that and that I can laugh at it and that I only believe that like 13% at this point instead of like so much more. So, um, and it's so crazy to think that that is stuff that will make me want to eat. And it will. <sighs> I, so, so growing up, you know, a combination of being overweight and feeling like I was so overweight, I definitely have the story where I look back at pictures of when I was littler and it's anywhere from I look perfectly normal to I'm, you know, a little chubby, but feeling like I am obscenely obese for my entire life. Um, and then, you know, cut to, uh, you know, uh, 14 you know, but like 15 years ago, 14 years ago, and being 255 pounds, which is what I was when I came in here. So, wow, talk about a self-fulfilling prophecy. I never really thought about it that way. Like I felt fat, and then, and I really was big. Um, another another way that my unmanageability um, didn't show up for me is that I was still kind of healthy, even at 255 pounds. I walked the, I trained and walked the LA Marathon at like 245 pounds. Like, and one of the biggest takeaways for me was I was doing all of that exercise and uh, not losing any weight. That's how much I was eating. Um, I had this routine where I would, um, so yeah, I walked it because, oh my God. And oh, 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 this is so exciting, even though it's not going to be that exciting for you. But it's, um, okay, so I have this, I don't know if it's a belief, it's a reality. It's like I've got this hip thing. My hip hurts. And so I've never been able to, to, to jog, run. And I've always, like, wanted to be a jog, jogger, runner. And, um, and I've actually been, um, practicing my, my walking and my moving lately. And I almost feel like just this morning that, um, oh, maybe I could try it. I'm trying like this lower center. I can't explain this. Lower center of gravity thing. Anyway, it's super exciting for me. Oh, my God. I'm totally going to cut ahead to, he, okay, here's, here's one of the reasons why I love being abstinent. Because when I'm abstinent, I get to have these aha moments. And I'm like, I feel all flushed and kind of giddy and I want to laugh and I want to cry right now because um, I really realize that aha moments are my, are my jam. They are just as good as eating to me. Like if I could have an aha moment um, all the time, it actually, I feel like, gives me a, a shot of um, dopamine. It gives me a shot. I, um, I, I actually feel excited when I have an aha moment. And... Staying abstinent, I get them exponentially more if I'm not because I do. I have to remind myself that if I am, if I'm eating in a way that doesn't work for me, then I am on drugs. I am my. I'm dampened. I I, I don't have all of my capabilities that I really really want because life can be. It's kind of exciting. Life can be so much more. It can be more exciting and more calm. I really crave um, contentment, peace of mind. That's another thing I've learned while I've been here is that with the concept of being happy, 
Like, I'm, I'm happy to be happy. I love being happy. I almost want more to be content and to be peaceful. Um, and... Wow, and the feelings component. Like, I knew... Yeah, I knew this was going to happen. I, um, I do not talk in a straight line. Um, so, uh, oh, but I totally wanted to tell you about my uh, the routine. All right, I'm going to go back to my... Um, doing the LA Marathon. Okay, so 245 pound Lauren, walking like, I don't know, that morning 17 miles, you know, getting to Santa Monica at, you know, 5 a.m. to do that because the walkers have to get there early because otherwise they'll be there for forever. And, um, and then, so every week, every Saturday, would do that and then would leave, would stop by a little convenience store, get a Gatorade because, you know, I'm an athlete. And then I, I go to my car and um, smoke a cigarette. And then I drive to Trader Joe's and um, I pick up the peanut butter cups. And um, I go home. I smoke some weed. I smoke more cigarettes. I take a huge nap. And then I order a pizza later and eat my um, eat my peanut butter cups. These were this was my Saturday. This was like every single Saturday while I was training for the LA Marathon. Meanwhile, I and, and then I totally did it. Um, and oh, you know what? And only to come only to find out later, like how. Um, how my family, uh, my, like my parents were like so concerned for me and concerned for my health. Like I never had any, like that I was doing all of this physical exercise at that weight. Um, I never, I, I felt fine, so I was fine. But it's always so strange to hear that how people are concerned with you when, when you're not and what people are really thinking. And I think I'm doing this amazing thing. Why wouldn't they be proud of me? And they're like worried about my health. Um, so those are the kind of things. And... And that, that's another reason why I think what I'm trying to tell myself now, because I always find when I lead, I'm, I'm, tr- I'm co- coming up with my own aha moment. So I'm not just like telling you what it's like. I'm actually working through things while I'm up here. And um, I'm, I'm trying to tell myself that my, uh, my version of unmanageability um, matters. So it's not, so I was able to have a really good job. I was a vice president somewhere. I was able to convince them to get me to move to get me to move out here from New York City. Um, meanwhile, I didn't really convince them. I just asked. And um, I don't want to overstate my. Um, yeah, I can come up with a word. But um, but my unmanageability. I was able to uh, train for and walk the LA Marathon. I was able to make money. I was able to have friends. I was able to laugh and have fun. I was able to love. I was able to travel. Um, but still, I was not right. Um, and it is worth it to me um, to be a. I've got to be a vibrant member of society, you guys. I can't. Um, I can't just survive. I have to live. I did not know that was going to make me emotional, but um, but that's why I'm here because I really want to. I really want to live. I don't. I'm not just going to pass time. I'm not just going to pass my time here on Earth. I, I just can't do it, um, and that puts a lot of pressure on. You know, it, um, it puts a lot of pressure on people. Um, but that's another thing that I learn here is that there's no perfect. 
Oh, yeah, I've got a huge issue with the word perfect. Um, I, I believe that there are things can be perfect. Like if I wanted, I could, if, if I wanted to like draw a perfect circle, like there are some tools that could help me do that, and that's measurable. But if I want to feel like I left here doing a perfect um, lead of this meeting, that is 100% um, subjective. And I feel like most per, per, um, perfection, that when someone says they want to do something perfectly, it's completely subjective. Um, it's based on whatever rules you've got in your head that either were given to you or that you've made up or, um, you know, or other people. So uh, I highly reject uh, the word perfect, which is um, so funny that I want to, yeah, pr- I, I perfectly reject it. Um, ah. Why am I here today? I'm here because food is really, I, I know more than ever that food is, um, is a main addictive sub- substance for me. I have been, oh yeah, also, so here's, so here's what happened. So, you know, I came into program, I worked the steps, I had a food plan, I lost about 60 pounds, I was really, I was happy about that, but never got down to the healthy body weight, which I finally did for the first time in like my early, my my low 40s, like 42 or 43 or something. So it's just been a handful of years um, that I've been at this healthy body weight. And I, what happened? I, I don't know. It was hard, man. I started, uh, I was. I was still going to meetings, talking to my sponsor left, Alas, was not working the steps as much. And, um, and then I'm eating, and I'm gaining back 35 pounds. And so then, like, my first real official relapse, <laughs> um, I'm, you know, I'm back up to 215. And I say the numbers just because that's how it's easiest for me to, to um, keep track of it. And then wondering, what am I going to do? This is what the, I'm still coming to meetings knowing that nothing else was going to work, nothing else had, you know, even gotten to me to the point where I was. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And it kind of took a few years. So if anybody's wondering, like, it definitely, like, like keep coming back. I mean, sooner's better than later, sure. But um, there's, uh, it's, it's out of, you know, and, you, and we can take action steps, and, and I highly advocate action all the time. And because um, you know what? Aha moments. Plus action equals uh, amazing. I mean, you get you get actual stuff done. Um, that's what I'm. That's what I'm really working on now. It's like if I have an aha moment, like it's so nice to bask in the glow of it. But then why don't I do something about it? Like what's the next thing I'm gonna do? And that ties in with like what I what I'm now trying to do for a living. But. Um, I uh, so it's so at 250 pounds and and here in the rooms I'm like this is not this is not this is not working I don't know what to do um, um, I'm in big trouble so I uh, uh, a fellow asks me I kind of turn to um, a fellow in a meeting and say you know I don't I don't know what to do um, I'm tired of not working my program he asks me if I if I have a sponsor I don't in that moment. And then just from that moment on, so things can change. I guess that's what I'm kind of saying is that things can change. Just do, just keep doing stuff. Just keep trying stuff. That's another thing, and I think that has to do with the per- perfectionism that I never did before that I do now. It's like just try it. Just try it. It doesn't because otherwise I'll just try and figure out the perfect way and then maybe not do it or it takes forever. And I really, I don't even know how it happened, but I have this mantra of just try it. Just try it. Just try it. You could do it differently. 
later if you want, and that actually seems to work. So I highly recommend it. Just tell yourself, I'm just going to try this, no matter what it is. Um, like I was redoing my, I was um, reorganizing my kitchen, and I could, I'm sure I could have spent two weeks trying to figure out the perfect place for everything. And then finally, I was like, dude, just put stuff a place and see if you like it. Just try it. Um, I think all that stuff is still where I put it. Um, so that's good. But uh, but the other thing is is that I'll consider myself so lazy that maybe that's what part of what stops me. Because it's like if it's not working, I don't want to redo it. That sounds like it's gonna suck. But um, but lots of times I don't redo it. Um, or if I do, it's totally fine. Everything is okay. Um, so I find a I find a sponsor who has what I want, and I. Um, this is another thing that's good for me to remember, which is that I can make decisions. Like if I decide something, oh yeah, now I totally want to know what I'm going to say after this, which is awesome. Um, if I decide, I can make decisions. I can literally make decisions about things. So I decided in that moment that I was not so special, that I all there are other hundred pounders, and that I could be at a healthy body weight for the first time in my damn life. I could do it. Other people have done it. So I do feel like I made that decision. And then I just, and then that like rolled into all the things I did after, which was get a new sponsor who I still have and do all the things she told me to do, which at that time, five meetings a week, talk to her five mornings a week for 15 minutes, start committing my food, which up until that moment had seemed like, oh no, I'm not doing that. That's too, way too scary. Um, but then in that moment, I was too des- was so desperate that I was like, yeah, yes, ma'am, I will do it. And um, and now I wouldn't live without it. I actually love it. It's so safe. It's like could be the only thing I do perfectly, um, except for weigh myself once a week, which is another thing that she wants to do. And I take great both great pride and great like caution like such caution in that I have never once I will lie about my food for sure I will lie by omission I am a lie by omission kind of gal I'm not good at lying outright but um, I will not tell you things for forever and um, but I have an agreement with myself that every week I weigh myself and every week I tell my sponsor what happened versus the week before I'm up I'm down I'm the same because I know that as soon as I start lying about that that makes me want to cry too then I am I'm in big, big trouble. So that's that's a that's a big deal for me. So those are the things I did, and um, it was uncomfortable. It was so uncomfortable getting down to a healthy body weight, and I think I am still feeling that uncomfortableness now, which is why I've um, I've gained a little weight and finding it really challenging to kind of get back down to thank you to um, like a whole bunch of clothes in my closet that make me feel so good, and it's really interesting right now to be like Lauren, what is the like, what do you want more? And right now, I guess I, w- I want some comfort more. Um, I'm, like, inching my way. I uh, just talked to a fellow about um, feeling my feelings, which is a huge, huge, huge <coughs> deal. Um, if I felt like I, like, knew how to do that exactly, like there, were, there was a manual and then, like, a recipe where, here, add, add some salt and some dill. I don't put dill in anything. Um, Sometimes in tuna, but then my mercury level was way up, so I'm not eating canned tuna anymore. But um, it's just a bummer, man. I said it's a really good lunch food. But I, uh, if there were a formula for feeling my feelings, I would definitely do it. Um, but now what it is is I try and I, I try and breathe through it. I like, okay, here's this feeling I'm having. And then I literally try to fill my entire body with it like it's a vapor. 
like whatever it is, even if it's a bad one, and, I, and it's kind of like a diffusion thing, and I just try and like be, and sometimes it, and yeah, you know, sometimes it works pretty well. Lots of times I don't want to do it. So um, here's the other thing that why I, I feel like making a decision is so freeing and easy, and it, it really works. I. So I noticed that when I did get down to a healthy body weight, I started um, leaning on alcohol more. So I was never a big drinker. And, um, and I was really pride. My mom was an alcoholic, so I really so prided myself on the fact that, you know, I could go out, have one drink, and not finish it. And, like, if someone would say, you're not going to finish that, I'd be like, no, I don't need to do that. Um, give me some french fries, though. I'll eat mine and yours and his. And where's the kitchen? So, um, I, uh, so, I, so I had been. And then in, in, this, in this bid for um, getting back down to the, the weight I want to be at to wear all the clothes in my closet, I, um, I decided that I would give up alcohol. Um, for 90 days, like the first time that I'd ever uh, done that since I started drinking. So, um, so I did, and it's been so easy. I just did it. I just made the decision, and that's how I know that food is so different because there's still times now where I am negotiating my negotiating with the food, like where I'm like. I could do this. I could do this. I'll still be abstinent. I could just add it. Um, I, I could just add it. It's, I, I committed something else, but that's not technically part of my abstinence, so I'm, I can add it and it'll be okay. And I'll have all these thoughts. And it's so scary that um, so many times I, I don't always know whether or not I've done it. It's so, so real. It's so real in my head that... Uh, uh, I'll have to, like, think about it and convince myself, like, I'll wake up in the morning and it'll kind of be like a, did I, did I do it? Am I okay? Am I okay? <laughs> so um, it would really behoove me for being someone who uh, wants to have a calm, peaceful life. It would really behoove me to make a decision to stick to my damn plan. And my head will be better. <sighs> because I, I can see it with alcohol. It's been, uh, today is two months, eight weeks. And um, I just don't even think about it. Every once in a while, I'm going out with my friends, and I um, and I think, oh, that's kind of a bummer. It would be nice to, you know, have a little buzz. And I can tell that, like, I I connect more quickly sometimes when when I do. But um, I'm also finding that I can kind of manufacture that feeling if I think about it. I can just be, I can like kind of get there, you know. Um, it's like a it's like a memory of how I feel. I can make my I can kind of make myself feel anything um, in a moment if I want to. Um, so I can make a decision. I did that yesterday. Um, yeah, I made the decision to eat exactly what I said I was going to, and um, it did make it easier. It's kind of a loss still, you know. It's kind of a bummer after 12 years that it's still sometimes feels like a loss. I know there are plenty of times where I felt so much freedom and I know that it's there. And you know what? I know I can be there and I know it's not an excuse because I do not have to be there. I do not have to, I don't have to have it be easy to stick to my food. Um, and I do know that I think a combination of the sticking with my food now and I think with the alcohol, I am having a lot of aha moments 
which I love so much. Um, so that makes it that makes it worth it. Thank you to be um, just like sober in in general to be living soberly. So thank you. This is the time for questions only. There is no sharing at this meeting. If you need to share, please do so with any one of us after the meeting. Also, please remember that the opinions of the leader are my own and not those of Overeaters Anonymous as a whole. When asking questions, you need not identify yourself. Please remember, if you ask a question, your voice may be audible on the OA podcast. Yes? Can you tell us how your food was before and how it is now? Yeah, how my food was before and how it is now. Which before? Like, what, what about the 200 and... Um, oh, like way, way back? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh my God, it almost sounds like, uh, like porn to talk about it. Um, what was it like? It was, um, okay, it was... I like sugar for sure, but I'm, it, like sugar's not my thing, 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 so my thing is more like fried and heavy and... So what would I eat? I would eat a lot of pizza. I would eat a ton of potatoes, definitely fried ones, like French fries is um, on my abstinence. And any sort of chips is also on my abstinence. Um, and I don't spread butter on anything. And that is also pretty much because of potatoes. Because, like, otherwise I'd probably eat, like, five baked potatoes a day and put butter on them. God, I love that. Um, but, uh, and, I don't, and bread, I don't even, okay. So that is the kind of stuff. I would eat a lot of, like, takeout Chinese food, um, but then I definitely ate a lot, uh, you know, cookies and peanut M&Ms and stuff, too. I don't know if that's helpful. I didn't have as many vegetables as I do now, although I liked vegetables, but I, I also don't love cooking. Um, I really make myself do it, so... Um, so definitely ordering in or, or buying a lot of things that were um, pre-made. I definitely wasn't someone who like would cook myself like gourmet meals or anything like that. So, but um, but when I was out, I was also just talking to Phil about this. I would definitely um, base my order on uh, what would be the biggest, uh, you know, what I thought would be the biggest, and what I thought um, and, and fries, like whether or not it had fries. Yeah. Therefore, it's like I basically don't eat hamburgers anymore because I'm like, what's the point if I'm not going to eat fries? So. And your food now? Oh, sorry. Right. Okay. So, oh, so my food now, I eat, um, so a little bit of protein in the morning, like either egg or turkey bacon. And right now I'm just, I have fruit and almond milk. And then for lunch, I basically have a salad every day. And um, it, it varies. Right now it's got like a tiny, tiny bit of um, cheese and then really just green pepper, just vegetables, like spinach, green peppers, carrots. Um, I'm, I'm, I just started measuring my protein because I am. Um, so about four ounces of chicken usually. And then for dinner, I've, I have like a little bit of, pro I have protein or a veggie burger and um, vegetables. Like I will, I will roast like a lot of vegetables with like some olive oil so uh, not a lot of carbs not a lot of starches I guess is what I should say yeah Thank you. yeah thanks Corey. Um, can you go further and describe your abstinence and is it the same before relapse and after yeah thank you what um, explain my abstinence and is it the same before and after also I eat fruit like twice a day okay so um yeah, so when I came in, my abstinence was just no binging. 
And that was uh, fine for a while, and then it just became way too un undefined, and, you know, I lost my lost that abstinence a few times, and it, it definitely didn't work for me anymore. Uh, and it was never really more than that. It was, like, for years. And then, and then I had a part where it was no binging, and I uh, added the no french fries. So that was for a while. And now it is um, three, three meals a day, two optional snacks. I usually just have one, and sometimes I don't eat it, uh, which is fruit or a little bit of protein. Um, and then the, the things I don't eat, which are the french fries, the any chips, I don't spread butter on anything, and I just added nuts um, because that's how I lost my abstinence two years ago. And then I was still eating them, and then it was like it was clear, and I was finally like, nope, nope, nope. And I spent so much time like in the supermarket um, at the shelf looking at them, like ha hating myself, yeah, and being like, and like putting it in my cart and taking it back out again, and being like, and just that's crazy. But um, it's so amazing how many times I'm willing to be that crazy and to say to myself, it's okay. You know what's the other thing, you guys, that is so scary to do in recovery is to convince myself that I am doing this consciously and that I am making a choice to, like, be bad or to do what I, to, to give in, to give in to the disease. That is, um, whew, that is, I do not like that. Um, so I try to. Try to do that less. I'm on a journey. I'm on a journey. I'm here for my whole life, so I'm just going to take all of my, yeah, I'm going to take all my learning where I can get it. I, I'm here to, like I said, I'm here to live, and so um, I'm going to just keep figuring it out. That's all I can do. That's all I can do. I'm just going to keep figuring it out. Um, thank you. Yeah, you know, thank you. I uh, what's what's my journey with my evolution of my higher power? I always so many times I'll, I'll finish a lead and I'll think I'll I'll um, say to myself, not once you didn't mention God, really, seriously, um, and I did that. Well, that yeah. So thank you, my higher power. I did always believe that there was. I believe that there was a, a, a God. I wasn't like a religious person, but I, I went to religious in, instruction and I uh, appreciated the concept. I didn't really know what it meant. I just kind of felt like there was a God, but I had no idea what that meant for me. So coming in here and having, but always feeling like I did have like a, a spiritual hole. Um, so coming in here, um, I realized afterwards that that hole like became completely filled, which is awesome. And so when I first came in, my higher power, gosh, I can't remember exactly what it was per se, bigger than me. I can, you asked for the journey of it. Um, I, I decided right when I did my second step that, my second and third steps that I was going to have one and, and that I needed one and I, and I wrote out the want ad. It's so interesting also because I was just, uh, as I'm going through the steps again and I'm going through um, a separate book which is more geared toward women. I don't know if it's approved, so. But if you want to know it after, I'll, I'll tell you. But um, but it really it really made me wonder uh, if I should be rethinking my concept of God right now. Right now, I've got a few different things. I've got my um, I've got my huge gladiator dude who thinks I'm hilarious and adorable and uh, totally takes care of me. Um, I'm very amusing to him. He doesn't say a lot, but I get a lot of thumbs up. 
um, from him. And then, uh, and then sometimes I do, you know, my higher power is like the whole uh, soul versus my brain, where um, my my brain is a, a computer that is keeping me alive, and it's it's generating all these thoughts. And um, it's doing all the automatic stuff like me up here, like moving and breathing and talking at the same time and sweating. Um, it's letting me, it's having me do all that and I'm not thinking, I'm not making that happen. Uh, but so my, my brain is doing that and throwing out all these thoughts. And, um, but my soul like sees the bigger picture and, and, ha- and doesn't, I believe that my soul doesn't have all the baggage that my brain has. Um, all of the thoughts and beliefs and experiences that I had to date, my soul just wants what's best for me. So if I can listen to my soul. That can also be my higher power. But based on the, um, yeah, so another shout out for continuing to work steps because for me to be, I didn't even know. I thought maybe I should be thinking about my higher power, but it definitely behooves me if I'm in a, uh, if I'm feeling challenged right now with my food, certainly uh, not a terrible idea to, to, why not think about my higher power? Maybe it'll change, maybe it won't, but um, I can do that anytime. Nope, this is my um, this is my only program and the only program I've ever done. Um, and uh, what do I want to say about that? I'm sure I could um, benefit from. Oh no, that's not true. There was another one I did briefly, but um, I, I could do with a good dose of, a good dose of Al-Anon, but I don't. But, yeah. Thank you, Laura. Um, recently, when you made a change professionally, <laughs> and you talked about action. So it's a two-part question. How did you work the steps around it, and what actions did you take to be where you are? Okay, so I kind of forgot what the first part of that is. In changing your profession. Changing my profession. Oh, how did I work this? To, yeah, how do I work this step? And yeah, how am I using the program? Okay, and what actions did I take? Okay, um, thank you. So I was in the corporate world and my job and my company specifically for eighteen and a half years, and then I left. Um, and um, with some financial security, so that was great, and I knew that for a very long time that I uh, wanted to be doing something else and had no idea what that was, which is part of what, why I stayed there, but I definitely used it as an opportunity to figure out, who am I, what do I want to do, I want to do something that's meaningful to me, and that I feel like I can, yeah, whatever. Um, so, uh, so leaving, um, here's one of the things that I did um, every single day when I left my job was that, and I'm still doing it now, actually, I wrote it this morning in my morning writing, was, um, God, show me how to be of service. Um, tell me what you want me to do, because me trying to figure it out, like, hasn't worked for years. So I just put it out there and put it out there and put it out there. Um, and it, and then six months later, <laughs> I actually did figure out, you know, how to be of service. Um, it's so funny that I feel like it just popped into my head as a possibility or just realizing it when, like, people had been telling me for years that I could be doing, like, what I'm trying to do now and um, what I am doing now uh, or a variation on it. And I was just like, no, 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 no. There are a million reasons why I would never do that. And then all of a sudden I was... Uh, I was, was I writing or just thinking about 
um, what does Lauren want to do? What does Lauren want to talk about all day? What does she want to read about all day? What does she want to deal with all day? And I was like, self-improvement. Yep. I mean, I love this stuff. That's part of why I'm here. I love thinking about why the aha moments. I love thinking about what's going on and why we do stuff. And thank you. And um, so uh, remaining open, remaining open to inspiration, remaining open to my higher power, really thinking about, like, how can I be of service? What am I here? What, how, how can I help? Um, that I'll also want to do because there's tons of ways I could help in the world that I have no interest in doing. So what's the, what's the marriage between, you know, how, you know, of helping and how I want to be of service um, in terms of job? Uh, working the steps around it. Uh, that's like the biggest. That's the biggest thing I can come up with. That I come up with with that. But um, you, you know, discipline. You know, I just uh, being an entrepreneur and my own boss and, and doing things my way is so different from, you know, my corporate life. So uh, I have to learn how to I'm learning how to do that, and that helps me with the like trying it. Just try things out. I'm just gonna try it. I'm gonna try it. I really tightened up my morning routine. When I say tightened up, I mean I've added a bunch of things, but I love them. Um, so I'm doing so when I. I, so when I, uh, for the scores of you who are going to ask me, what's my morning routine? I'm totally going to tell you. I'm, I'm getting up at the same time every day. I'm getting up at 5:20 because I have my calls. I have, I have my program calls between six and seven. So I'm getting up at 5:20. So between then and um, like 8 a.m., I am now. Um, I'm meditating. I am doing affirmations, I'm doing visualizations, I'm doing a little bit of exercise, which is just dancing around my apartment, and I love it. Um, and I'm reading, and I'm writing, and I'm making sure I'm doing all those things. And I do not know why, but it feels amazing. I love it. And I finally have broken my, like, decades-long snooze habit. Like, I w- I'm like a two-alarm snoozer, like two alarms, snoozing both of them for, like, a half hour at least. And um, I, that's, that's, the other, that's the other power of making a decision because I decided I'm going to try this this procedure, and, and I already knew. It's like you know the things in your head that you're like, they're just not working. I'm, I'm so bummed that I'm doing them, but you just keep doing them like snoozing. Um, and so uh, feeling like it just wasn't possible to just wake up in the morning. And ever since then, so that has been, so like if my no alcohol thing has been eight weeks. This thing has been like about six and a half, seven weeks, where I've gotten up every morning. I put my my alarm across the room and I just yeah and I just get up and I also say an affirmation before I go to bed about how I'm going to get up in the morning I'm like I'm going to bed right now and I'm going to get this many hours I'm getting up at this time and I'm going to get this many hours of sleep and that's perfect for me my mind controls my body and this is going to be great and I'm just going to get up and meanwhile also when I get up I like brush my teeth right away (laughs) I drink a glass of water I put my contacts in I hop in a cold shower uh, because that's another thing I love and um, I have no idea what the question was. Anyway, and I wasn't answering it, so thank you. Oh, there's still, oh, there's, I think there's still a few minutes left. Everybody's done with me. Yeah, hit me. Can you talk a little bit about um, your relationship with the scale and when, when, when the scale goes up, what do you do without taking drastic measures or do you take measures? Or, and when it goes down, how do you not celebrate and increase your Ah, um, gosh, I can't remember why it's going down. Thank you. So how was my relationship with the scale and how do I um, manage, yeah, if it goes up or down or with, with whatever it looks like. So thank you. I'm, um, so I mentioned part of my 
part of the deal with working with my sponsor, frankly, is uh, weighing myself once a week. I really, um, I'm really appreciative of the accountability because for me, 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 um, I'm the type of person who never got on the scale before. It's like I didn't need to get on. I didn't need to know how much I weighed. My clothes would tell me, like, having, having to wear clothes that are two sizes bigger was enough of an indication. I did not need a number to tell me anything. Um, so that was a huge discipline for me and huge accountability because otherwise I just, I'm, I won't know, I won't pay attention. Um, so I get on the scale. Um, I say a little prayer before I do. And I, um, yeah, and I see what it says. Uh, it's so interesting, like, from where I am now to, to where I was then. So where I am right now, the way I've been, the way, if I'm up, okay, I have to be honest about it no matter what. I write it down, which is also amazing because then I can look back and then because my brain will want to lie to me or won't know. It's, such, it's amazing what we don't remember and the patterns that we can see when we actually track some data. So um, I can look and because I could think to myself, I was at a healthy body weight for, you know, I was just at a healthy body weight for a year before I messed that all up. Thank you. But, um, but if I look back, it was actually like three years. So that's a big difference. But, um, but I'm honest about it. When I change my food, I'll wrap it up by saying when I change my food, um, and this is the way I do it with my sponsor, I do it like one little thing at a time. And that's another part of like the patience and just try it. So um, just a small, if, if I feel like I want to be losing weight, um, make small make small changes and also be very mindful of the fact that um, I definitely tend to personally if I uh, if I give something up I, I might add something somewhere else I, I don't know why it's so it makes no sense but sometimes I do that but um, but it's keeping me accountable every every week so thank you okay that's